Good morning, church. May the grace and peace of the risen Christ be with you. It is a joy to have so many of you gathered with us today, whether you are with us in person or online. My name is Scott. I'm one of the pastors here at Pendleton Center United Methodist Church, and it is indeed a blessing to be able to welcome you to worship on this, which is a special day for us. It is our Scouting Sunday, and so we will see our members of our scout troops participating and doing different things. We are so grateful to God for their ministry and who the, and the young people they are becoming. I want to start with a couple of announcements. And so first, we want to talk about fish fry sign-up. We are still looking for people to volunteer for the fish fries coming up during the Lenten season. And if you are able to serve at all, please consider signing up for something. If you have questions about it, you can see me or a few others who um, can explain how things are working. We're doing things a little different this year. There are a few different teams. We've organized things a little bit differently. So please take a moment, look at this, see what times you're available and what ways you can contribute. And even if you can only contribute on a certain week, feel free to do that. But you don't have to sign up for all the weeks. But give what you can in terms of time and talent. We need everyone's help in order to be the blessing we can be to our community. So I want to get these um, moving around. I also want to call your attention to a display in the back. Our youth put that up, and there are hearts on it. And if you want to stop by that display on your way out of worship this morning, if you take one of those hearts, you are being asked to be a prayer partner for that child. So take a name and be a prayer partner for that child over the coming weeks and bless them with your prayer presence in their lives. We also have some big stuff coming up this week in terms of our Bible studies. Uh, this Thursday is our next Tough, tough, tough Stuff session. So if you are interested in taking that dive into Scripture, we will be meeting here Thursday at 7 p.m., and of course, bring your Bible, bring a friend, and we will take a deeper dive into what the Bible says about some harder topics. We are also starting a Lenten study when, on February 23rd. That one is going to be called Entering the Passion of Jesus. It's by a noted Bible teacher named Amy Jill Levine. We'll be walking through that during the entire Lenten season. We will have a Thursday morning session, Thursday mornings at 11, and there will be a Thursday night session as well, Thursdays at 7 p.m. So you're in, if you're interested in looking at the events of Holy Week through a deep dive into Scripture, uh, let me know if you're interested. You can email me. You can see me in person. But we're looking forward to having another great time of Bible study. And final thing is Ash Wednesday service. If you are able to be with us at the start of the Lenten season, we will have a pancake dinner at 5 p.m. on Ash Wednesday the 22nd, and then we will have our service at 6 o'clock. So there is a lot going on. Other things are explained in the bulletin, so I'm going to trust you to read those things and also make sure you sign up for other things like our upcoming prayer vigil, donation to Feeding Hope, etc. A lot is happening. So participate as the Spirit leads you. And now we're going to move into our Scouting Sunday as the Scouts come forward.
So for those of you who have been with us over the past few weeks, you know we've been engaged in a a sermon series called God is Holding Your Life. God is Holding Your Life. And as we come to this week, we're going to be talking about the idea of praising God with all that we are and the reasons that we have for praise. And that's important for all of us, and we will explain that as we get to our message, which is called a whole heart hallelujah, a whole heart hallelujah. One of the modes of poetry in the Psalms is thanksgiving, such as the one for today. We can even find praise in Psalms of lament and Psalms of complaint, because God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Now, life isn't always good, but when we engage in gratitude, we remember the evidence that God is at work in our lives. We remember that God does indeed hold each tenderly. God is holding our lives even now. Let's pray together our opening prayer. Amazing God, you do wonderful things, big and small, every day. Open us this day to recognize the miracles of life all around us so that we might stay resilient and ready to create your reign on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And good morning to everyone online. We were joking last night as we were struggling a little bit in our practice before we started service and saying that even when we recognize our own imperfections, isn't it something we can be grateful for to know that we serve a God who is perfect in all of his ways? And that is one of the lines in one of the songs we'll be opening with this morning. So our two opening songs are Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, and Good, Good Father. I'm going to invite you to stand if you're able. Forever adore 
and be seated. Good morning. I'm Jennifer, and I'm one of the pastors here, and we're very happy to have you. So this is a time where we are able to give back some of our gifts to God, that God showers us so much with love that we want to humbly give back to him. So we invite you to prayerfully consider your offerings today.
God, our creator, our redeemer, we thank you for the blessings that you offer us each day and for the love that you shower down on us. Please humbly accept our offering and help us do your work in this world. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. We're going to ask Aiden to come up and do uh, a thankful moment for us. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Zayden Tavenier, and I'm currently a Life Scout at Troop 824 in Sanborn, New York. I want to take a minute to tell you about why I'm so thankful to be in scouting. I'm thankful for all of the merit badge opportunities that I have earned so far. Currently, I have about 38 merit badges, and I need only three more before I can start my path to Eagle. Each merit badge has been fun and has taught me useful skills and knowledge that will last me a lifetime. I'm also thankful for all the camping and summer camp programs that I have been on. There have been so many. I've honestly lost count, all right? Um, this summer, I'm going on a high adventure program at Camp Massawipi in the Adirondacks, and I'm really looking forward to it. I will also have a five-day leadership training program at Camp Mers at Lake Chautauqua. Um, in August. Scouting is a great program that can provide everyone an opportunity to learn skills, leadership, and have fun. And notice that it's not called Boy Scouts. It's called Bo Scouts BSA. Since 2019, girl girls can become a part of Scouts BSA. Thank you, and please support scouting. So we come to a time now where we are able to share our joys and our concerns and lift all of that up to God. So we invite you, does anybody have any joys or concerns? Certainly it is a joy that we are able to worship this morning with our scouts and all of the, the good work that they do um, here helping us at the church and volunteering. So does anyone else have any joys or concerns that they would like to raise up today? Becky? So if you didn't hear that, um, our Angel Wings, our intergenerational ministry here, made um, cards for our shut-ins yesterday. Um, so they got about 30 of them done. So the visitation team will take those out to the people in our church who sometimes don't have contact with anybody else. So that is definitely a blessing. Oh. your sister is having heart failure and complications with her health. So we will definitely keep her in our prayers. Patty. Okay. So do we have any other joys or concerns that we would like to raise up? All right. Let us join our hearts together and go to God. God, we thank you that you love us so well. You've loved us first and you love us best. 
God, we raise up the people that we have named. We raise up Patty. We raise you up the thanks that we have for the Angel Wings ministry here, for the Boy Scouts, for our youth, for the people in our congregation. We raise them up and thank you, God. We ask that you watch over each person in our congregation here as they go through the week. We want you to know we thank you for the answered prayers. This week we know that there will be some difficult times, but you are always there with us, and you are walking beside us. God, we ask that you watch over our community our church, our leaders, our nation. Guide them in the path of your light, of your hope, of your love. In this week that's coming up, in the days where we celebrate love, may you heal the hearts of those who have grief, who are feeling the loss of loved ones. Help calm their spirits and grant them peace. In your name we pray. Amen. Today's scripture scripture reading is from Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the council of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. The gospel reading today is from Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. Would you please stand for the reading of the gospel? Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man, lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, Get up, take your mat, and go home. Then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God, who had given such authority to man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Friends, would you join me for a word of prayer? Almighty and gracious God, we give you thanks for this moment. Thanks as we come with our hearts open, having sung and prayed and heard your word. So Lord, move among us now. Move among us and plant a seed in each of us that will grow and bear fruit for the honor and the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. So as I said, we are in this series called God is Holding Your Life. We've talked about the ways in which God continues to stay focused on us and hold us tenderly in the very palm of his hand. This week, we're moving into this idea of what's called a whole heart hallelujah. And I'd like to start by kind of bringing our attention to what's happening in the world today. So some of you may know that there's this concert later this evening that is featuring this artist named Rihanna. And in this concert, there's going to be a football game that happens in proximity to it. (laughs) So for those of you who are interested in such things, I want to ask my Bills fans a question. So I'm assuming we have a few, yes? (laughs) A few Bills fans in the room. I've I've noticed that over the past few weeks. (laughs) So for those of you who consider yourselves fans, we want to see how deep your fandom actually goes. All right? So, for example, those of you who are fans, how many of you yell at your TV during the game? Let's see. (laughs) All right. That's kind of (laughs) common. All right. How many of you own, say, more than three pieces of Bill's gear? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How many of you are unashamed to wear that Bill's gear anywhere? (laughs) Wear it to work, wear it everywhere you go. Right? I mean, I've seen enough of you wearing it in church, right? <laughs> so there's, there's no fear, right? No shame in that game. How many of you have taken that clothing thing even further and actually have some of those Zubaz stuff? <laughs> okay, there's a few. <laughs> I was going to say, see, even for everybody's like, I only go so far, right? <laughs> I only go so far. <laughs> now, the thing about this is in talking about being a fan... What I want you to get in touch with is that idea of when you love something like that, you're willing to just put it out there. Because one of the things about fans of different teams is they're usually not ashamed to show their fandom. They will scream, they will yell, they will say go bills to random strangers driving down the thruway. (laughs) They'll do all kinds of things when they're fans. And I want you to be in touch with that part of yourself, right? Now, there's some of you who are sitting there going, well, A, I'm not a sports fan, (laughs) okay? And we get that. You have our sympathies if you're not. (laughs) But for those of you who are not sports fans, the thing I want you to consider is what in your life brings that out of you? Maybe it's a concert for your favorite band, right? You heard me talk about the Rihanna thing. (laughs) But whoever that does that for you, maybe when you go see them perform, you're willing to let that filter drop and just go all in. Scream at the top of your lungs, wear the t-shirt, do all that sort of stuff. I have a friend, her thing is her reality TV shows. She's not a sports fan, but when she's watching her particular shows, no problem at all letting it fly, (laughs) right? Now, whatever that is for you, just I want you in touch with that part of yourself. That part of you that will say things, do things, unashamed and unfiltered. Now, for those of you who are kind of shy, you're sitting here saying, well, 
I don't really do that for anything. You know, I'm, I kind of hold back. I kind of just kind of keep my thoughts and feelings to myself. And that's okay. Those of you who are introverts and those sorts of things. But I want you to think about this for a minute. Whatever it is that sends you either to that place where you're completely raw and unfiltered, or if nothing sends you to that place, my question for you is, when you think about what God does in your life, how does that come out of you? How do you express that? How do you show it? Now, you could go all the way to the far end, as we were talking about with our sports fans, right? Where it's big and it's loud and it's visible and you wear the gear and all that sort of thing. Or you can hold back and be quieter. But is there at least something, some place, some time, some way that that love for God makes its way into your system and makes it into the world in some way? Because if God doesn't do that, what does? Because if anybody in your life you think would take you to that particular place, it'd be Jesus. Now, make sure you hear what I'm saying and don't hear something I'm not saying. This is not about worship styles. A lot of times, if we start talking about this sort of thing, people think we're talking about worshiping in a certain way. And I want you to hear me loud and clear. The person who says amen is not inherently holier or better than the person who doesn't. Okay, I want to be very clear about that. But what we are talking about here is the idea that in some way, somehow, that unchecked, unfiltered love and appreciation for what God has done in your life makes it into your life somehow. And it's not just a polite sentiment. It's not just a passing thought that you express it in some way, shape, or form. Right? You know, we got this thing coming up on Tuesday. And this thing on Tuesday kind of gives some people an excuse, kind of makes them say some things they're supposed to say all the time. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, we're talking about Valentine's Day. <laughs> right? But it's the same type of deal. And folks, you know, however you choose to manage that in your own relationship is up to you. But you would think that at some point, in some way, that if this relationship means as much to you as you says it does, then at some point you would express that somehow. And that's what we want to sit with today. Because, you know, we regularly get into these feelings where our world feels like it's completely and totally spiraling out of control. Anybody feel like their world is out of control? <laughs> that you watch the news or things start happening to you and you're like, I have no idea what's going on and it's dragging me down and I'm in this particularly bad spot in the world. If you have those kinds of feelings, then today's message may have a word for you. 
Because what happens is that when you start to think that things spiral out that way, when it starts to drag you into that place of depression and anxiety, what's your response to that? Do you just let that happen to you? I hope not. And for those of you who have had some experience with Jesus, that if you've known Jesus in your life at all, it seems hard to think that you would just let the news of the day spiral you into that place. But that's what happens to us sometimes. We let our eyes focus on the news of the world, and the news of the world can be awful. We've just seen a global tragedy that has shaken us to our very core. 25,000 lives lost unexpectedly and innocently in the, tur- in the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Not to mention other challenges that are happening in our world. And it's easy to let that stuff weigh on you. It's easy to let that stuff break your heart. It should break your heart. But what it shouldn't do is break your hope. Because if you have had any experience with Jesus, you know that bad things happen. That doesn't mean you feel good about bad things happening. You should feel bad when bad things happen. But what you should not do is let those bad things take you into a place where you forget that God is holding your life. Because out of control to us is never out of control to him. And we just forget that from time to time. Real world example. Let's listen to the story that we heard today. So most of us who have studied the Bible are familiar with this story. That Jesus is in Capernaum. Matthew opens up telling us he returned to his town. By this one he means Capernaum instead of Nazareth because he's been living there at the start of his public ministry. Gets to Capernaum. Some people bring him a person who is paralyzed. Now, what's interesting in this telling is that Matthew leaves out the part of coming through the roof. But at the same time, when you hear this story told, there's really not a whole lot of doubt about the person's condition. Folks seem to readily accept that this person has not been able to walk. There's really no question about it, right? And the reason why I bring that up is some of the other stories that you hear, like the blind man who was healed at the temple, people say, well, he was faking it the entire time. We don't get that in this story. People know who this is. Capernaum's a relatively small town. And so folks would have known that this man was not able to walk. They bring him to Jesus. Jesus looks at him and says, your sins are forgiven. But I want you to hear something. We get to these last couple of verses in the story. And I want you to hear what Matthew tells us. So, we're going to start at verse 5. And this is Jesus' response to the people. Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven, or to say get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take your mat, and go home. Then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God who had given such authority to man. 
Did you hear that snuck in there by Matthew? That when they saw what Jesus had done, they praised God. Now, that's a churchy word, right? When you hear the word praise. What goes through your mind when you hear praise, right? Because sometimes folks are like, well, you read it and you don't really get it, right? I would hope that you're pretty familiar with praise, like we've been doing it all morning. (laughs) It shouldn't be a foreign concept, (laughs) right? Praising God is not a new thing, (laughs) and hopefully not a new thing to you. (laughs) It's what we've been doing. But if this idea of praising God sounds foreign, then you kind of get why we got to spend a minute talking about this. Because... Jesus did something extraordinary in people's presence. Now, I want you to consider for a minute. Had you been in that crowd, what would you have done when you saw it happen? Would you have just clapped politely? Would you have just headed out for a cup of coffee? Would it have just been another day at work? Or would God moving in this extraordinary and profound way have drawn something out of your soul where you would have felt the need to praise God? Because if that's how we're moving through life, if that's how we're coming at this sort of thing, then maybe you can understand why it's so easy for the messages of the world to suck us down into these places. And yet, we're the ones who claim to know better. We're the ones who say, God has changed me. Really? Then why are you spending so much time here? Because those of us who know should have no problem praising God. As you heard in the psalm, I will extol the Lord. I will lift up my voice. I have no problem letting the world know that God has done something amazing for me. And if you have a story, your story may not be like this particular story, but if you have a story of any kind, why is the notion of praising God so foreign? (laughs) If you've ever had a need and God met that need, you have a reason to praise God. If you've ever been sick and prayed for healing and got it, you have a reason to praise God. If your heart's been broken and the world offered you nothing in terms of comfort, but somehow you found the strength, you found the healing, you found the peace that only God can give, then who do you owe your thank you to? Yet, We seem to act like this is a foreign concept. And we wonder why we spend so much time anxious, depressed, and angry. When we have exactly who we need on our side. When we know what he's capable of doing. And yet we still let the messages of the world run our... Friends, that's 
where we need to start thinking a little differently. Because as we said, the world may feel like it's spiraling out of control. But just as tenderly as God holds you as an individual, God holds us all. And God promised us. He said, look, it's going to be crazy out here for a minute. There's going to be wars. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be tragedies. You're going to hear about all of that. But guess what? That doesn't make our God any less God. That doesn't make the story that you have in your life about God, certainly it doesn't falsify it. It doesn't take it away. If you've had God move in your life, even though these other things are happening, does that story just cancel out? Because if it didn't cancel out, then what do you say to this broken and hurting world? Is your life a living, walking testament to the power of who God is? When your friends are hurting, do you have a word or do you have a story that could make a difference? When you see those in need, we've been collecting things today for Super Bowl Sunday. When you have something to offer, do you give what God has given freely to you? Not only out of your wealth, not only out of your pantry, not only out of whatever, but out of your depth of love grace and experience that you know that God has poured into you. Because if we would see a world transformed, it's not that God needs our help. It's that God has chosen to work through us. And so we do bring that word to people. If you would not get sucked into that depression, And hear me and hear me well. I'm not talking about clinical or medical depression. But that sense of the world spiraling out of control. That sense of, oh my goodness, how terrible things are. But do you remember that you have a story to tell? You remember that there's a God who is with you. Not in some abstract, la-la land way, but here, now in very real and tangible ways. And if that is your story, that, friends, warrants a hallelujah or two. (laughs) You see, we talk about this idea of a whole heart hallelujah. Think about what the opposite of that is. It'd be like a half heart hallelujah. How many of you, when you think of what God has done for you, come back at God (laughs) half-hearted? Or do you bring your whole heart to praising God? Because if you can do it over here for Josh Allen, (laughs) y'all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) If you can do it over here for Stefan and Josh and Vaughn, Or whoever brings it out of you. Does it sound so strange that maybe you could bring it for Jesus? Because that's the antidote, friends. Those messages of the world are going to keep coming. 
till you see Jesus again, those messages are going to keep coming. But if you don't want the world to steamroll your heart, then speak your story to it. Praise your God because your God deserves to be praised. And you would be surprised at the effect of praise on your life. There is real research out there that tells us that giving thanks makes a difference in your state of mind and state of health. We're talking research at Harvard and Ivy League schools. We're not talking about made-up stuff. This is real research on the effects of gratitude on the human brain and body. Yet if you choose to live in that life of holding back, or if you choose to live in that place of never saying thank you, why would you be surprised? If you want to see a difference made, let me ask you a question. You see, the thing is, we're really good at asking God for stuff. And God tells us we should ask for stuff. And we're really good at it. But when was the last time you praised God with just as much energy or just as much time as you petitioned God? Let me ask that question again. When was the last time you praised God with just as much energy and just as much time as you petitioned God? Because we got no problem getting on our knees going, God, help me. That's okay. We're supposed to do that. But what about the other side? Have you put just as much energy into a thank you? Or you are holy? Or praise you for being you? Because it's not as though you don't have any reasons. It's just sometimes... You're more worried about your problems than your praises. So when those times come, as you go from this place, as you think about this today, don't let yourself hold back in those praises for the one who has literally given everything for you. Give a legitimate, a genuine, whole heart, hallelujah, in the best way you know how to the one who loves you beyond measure, the one who knows you in your brokenness and loves you with all that God can give, the one who still receives you when you fall and still want to come back home, the one who knows you better than yourself, and still shows up every single day with just as much love. Let God love you the way God is capable of loving you. And more importantly, love God with how you talk, with how you behave, with how you think, and with all that you are as your whole heart hallelujah for who he is to you. Amen? amen and amen. Loving and gracious God, we give you thanks for who you are, for the ways in which you have shown us the depth of your love, 
for the ways in which we will trip, we will fall, we will let you down, and yet your grace continues to pour into our lives. God, we thank you. We thank you with our voices. We thank you with our actions. We love you, and we love you with our voices, and we love you with our actions. God, let us hold nothing back. Let us be just as reckless. Let us be just as bold. Let us be just as unfiltered in worshiping you as we are in worshiping the things of this world. Because you and you alone are worthy. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We are all invited to the gift of this table of grace, of God's love poured out for us. The world would so often have us feel separated from God, but we know that God continues to hold us tenderly. One way that God invites us to remember that loving, grace-filled embrace is to remember Christ's love and Christ's sacrifice through joining in the sacrament of communion. As a response to the invitation, we are asked to let go of all that separates us from God and accept God's grace. So in silence now, we will confess the ways we have placed hardship in the hands of others rather than peace. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. So in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. May the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is a bright and good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church. You delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 
And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on all of those gathered here and on these gifts of the bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes at final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. And now, with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. communion today to come forward. communion by intinction. You're going to come down the center aisle, receive the gift of the bread, dip it in the juice, and then return through the center aisles. We do have gluten-free that will be available on this side if you so choose and prepackaged elements. The gift of God is a gift for each one of us. The table of Christ is open, and we invite you to come and eat. Anyone can receive communion, so please come and accept the gift. We'll have a prayer station if you'd like to do a prayer afterwards.
So please come as you feel led. is your need or your
You know, sometimes we can think silence can be a little uncomfortable, but I wanted to make sure that everyone has that moment in that most holy of moments and special of moments and the reason that we do give thanks and praise. So we have one last opportunity to give a whole heart hallelujah, and we're going to end this morning with my praise. So I invite you to stand as you're able.
We serve a God of amazing things. That God has been amazing to each and every one of us in more ways than we could count, more ways that we could document, more ways that we could orally give thanks for. But however God has moved in your life, in all the ways you know God has moved in your life, and for all the ways that you don't know that God has moved in your life, make sure that you give God your very best in terms of praising God, because God alone is worthy. Before we leave today, make sure that you pay attention to those hearts in the back that we talked about during our greeting time. And we would also ask that everyone remain in place until the recessional is concluded. Now let's pray together. In the name of God, our Creator and King, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, our Counselor and our Sustainer, may God bless us now as we leave to love and serve God and all God's children. Amen.